Hi, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey, Suzanne, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing okay, but Murphy's Law almost got me. It was really Uh close. (laughs) Tell me why. Because we're scheduled to record at 9 a.m. this morning, and our landscapers, who have the loudest equipment ever, show up at 8.30. So... Uh Just lucky that they finished right in time. Yeah, no kidding. And now I know it only takes 30 minutes to spend $150 because that's what we pay them each month. It's kind of ridiculous. We can't can't even talk about what my stupid landscapers charge us. I mean, we have a huge property, but yeah, I can't even go there because that's going to just dart me on the wrong foot of the day. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, Let's quickly, I want to talk about when we got off the last recording for our last podcast. And if you recall, we were talking about drinking mindful, like non-alcoholic beverages. Right, right. And I just have to share, you know, you have a good friend when as soon as you get off, the first thing (laughs) she says to you is, well, I sure hope you're going to drink when you see me. (laughs) Yeah, that's really the sign of a good friend because, yeah, in my world, it's all about me. It's like, oh, my God, tell me I don't have to not drink. (laughs) No, and even if I was being mindful, I wouldn't require, I don't need other people to be mindful also. But no, when I see you, it's always a celebration. And of course, I'm going to have that glass of bubbly with you or the red wine. Yeah, it does make me sound like a lush, but I'm not really. I just enjoy my wine. Yeah, and I do too. And I enjoy hanging out with you and doing that. So yeah, it's a, a joy sparker, a oh. spark of joy. I don't yes, know which way is. sounds better, but that also brings to mind this one time we were together in Napa, we went to a vineyard and we were doing a wine tasting and we learned some really cool terminology in that wine <laughs> tasting. Do you remember some oh, of those words? Heck yeah, I use them all the time. I do too. Do you want to share them here? Well, one of them I remember is revisit, when, and which obviously just means you want to go back and taste something that you thought you liked. And then after tasting other wines, you want to revisit a certain wine to see how much you really do like it. That's one that you tell me one. Overserved was another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I remember. Yeah, we used that a lot too. We were overserved. Yes. And so they were in that conversation, they just taught us a lot of fun terminology. And if you recall in the last episode, I said that we were trying to think of clever names for our right. different segments. And so we are going to now revisit <laughs> that poor. Oh, like how perfect. I did that. I like it. <laughs> Like and that like only really means that we're going to go back and look at a couple of things we talked about in the last two episodes and have a little bit of an update on those. So okay, Sounds here good. we go. Okay, we're back. So as I was just saying, we're going to revisit the last pour, revisit the last episode. There are two items that I show as open items. And the first one would be and I know you hate talking about it because you don't want to give that man a dime of your money, but we just have to revisit Spare just for a second. Okay, go ahead. Have you heard anything in the past couple of weeks about that book 
or statements he made in that book? Well, right after the book came out, there was a slew of things that I heard. And then I kind of tuned it out because it's like, I don't care. So how about you? Well, I heard something the other day and I just was like, I have got to share this with Suzanne. And it was an article from US Weekly. And the title of the article is Prince Harry is embarrassed by older woman's claims about taking his virginity. He wants it to die down. Oh, and for God's sake. Here I defended his position. It's what he thinks. It's how he felt. But if you're going to put something in a book, people are going to talk about it. And if you're going to kick a hornet's nest, people uh, are going to yeah. talk about it. You can't just expect it to go away now because you don't want to talk about it when you put it in a book. Well, exactly. Now, I will be clear. I did not read the book, so I can't comment on whether that information came from his book or started in his book. But I agree. You can't have it both ways. Don't put it out there in any way, shape, or form, and then not expect it to come back and hit you in the butt. And so, so funny, Suzanne, that you should say, like, slap you in the ass because it is quoted out of his book like mm -hmm. this. It was a quick ride after which she smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Why do you put that in the book? I mean, how do you think that woman felt about that? Well, exactly. And it's like, God, you know, I dislike him more and more. Everything I hear about him. I dislike him more and more. I just think you entitled little shit. <laughs> just to put it in Suzanne terms. <laughs> well, it's like I call it as I see it. It's like good grief. I know you do. And this information I'm getting from the New York Post, but the woman did have a response of it was a drunken romp. What would you expect? So she took it very well, but she did have to tell it to her parents, or tell that it was coming out to her mm -hmm. parents, which that would be kind of embarrassing. But hey, he was a prince. You took his virginity. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Score oh, one for, for you. <laughs> but you don't want that to be your calling card for the rest of your life. Well, exactly. Yeah. But, so okay, that is just what I wanted to share <laughs> about Spare. And the other okay. thing that I wanted to revisit was you uh -huh. said you were going to watch Milf Manor. Did you watch it? I tried and it was a it was a half-assed attempt I'm not gonna lie because I I turned on the first episode I couldn't even get through the trailer of the first episode before I passed judgment on the show and it's like nope this show is not for me can't watch it then I watched about 10 minutes of the first episode it's like nope not gonna do it it's kind of like how I read books I get through three chapters, and if I'm not into the book, I shut the book and never open it again. That's how I felt about this show. Nope, not for me, not my cup of tea. And, you know, I made an assumption that you probably would have just been like, ah, why did I say that while I was recording? I don't really want to watch this show. So I took one for the team, and I did watch three episodes of that show, and yeah, I don't want to pass judgment, but it is so yeah. awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Horrid. Yeah, it's awkward. It's stupid. I'll pass judgment. It's stupid. 
It's like, how do they even create shows like this? It's like, and who cares? I mean, it's like, I just want to say to the people who like the show, it's like, get a life. Well, it's so cringy, hard to watch. Now, I'm going to throw it out there because there was a comment made in there like, why is it okay for guys to date younger women, but not older women to date younger guys. Like I have not a problem with that. If that is what a woman is attracted to, that's who she should date. What I have a problem with is the premise of the show. So I guessed the surprise correctly. Mm -hmm. It's eight women put in a home looking for young boyfriends, lovers, however you want to say it. Right. However, the eight men coming into, and I say men loosely because they're so young, the eight <laughs> coming guys coming into the show are the sons of these women. So each woman has a son there also. And it's the dynamic of that relationship. In the first episode alone, the challenge was the woman had to, I think, put sunscreen on each guy's belly and she had to know which one was her son. Awkward. In the second one, they each had to tell a secret and guess what secret was your mom's and what secret was your son's. Awkward, like one son found out that his mom slept with his best friend. And then the third one was they had to do a mother-son dance that was, I wrote down the words here, that showed passion and desire. I'm like, this is so weird and so, 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 so wrong. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting is what it is. It's like, I mean, ugh, I, okay, I can't even go. I, I'm not going to say the things that I really want to say about the show because I think it doesn't deserve my attention. I know. It doesn't deserve mine also, but here I've devoted three hours to it, watching yeah. it so I could come talk about it today because I thought you would have just skipped over it. Well, <laughs> I, like I said, I would. I tried, but... I, okay, and I'm going to tell you the very first scene of the very first episode, you know, three women, the first three women, I looked at them like, mm, no, mm, no, the way that they're dressed, the way the way they wore their hair, the plastic surgery they've had, it's like, grow up, act your age. Not that I know what acting your age means, but it's like, you know, Quit trying to present yourself as something you're not. You're making a fool of yourself. I just, I can't even. Yeah. And I, I just can't even like watch the dynamics between the two because. Well, stupid, stupid idea. And I can't believe that people are making money off of that show. It just. <laughs> or that it's your 15 minute claim to fame. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's like, yeah, again. I have nothing to say about it. I just have to say the sons watching their mothers date men their own age and vice versa is it's just vulgar. wrong. It's I vulgar. Will, I will share this and this does not come with ego. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there first. But Colton's two best friends when he was in high school used to kid him or tease him relentlessly by saying that I was a MILF, that they were going to knock Rob off and marry me. They would say that because it would get such a rise out of him. Colton would be so disgusted by it 
And I was disgusted by the thought. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are kid. Like, you know, I know you're joking, but oh my gosh. And to watch that happen, it's like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So did that sound like it had ego? Because it it really wasn't meant to. No, no, not at all. But I know that I don't want to give this topic any more of my time. Okay, so you don't have FOMO right now. No. No. Okay. Well, no. stay tuned because in our next segment, we're going to talk about why FOMO is real and why FOMO is brute all. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're back. And did you see what I did there, Suzanne, before we uh, went did. out and very- came back in? Yeah, it was very clever. It was, yeah, you gave us a teaser. You used the right words. It was very clever. Way more clever than I could be. So this will be a segment, a reoccurring one, whenever we feel FOMO or that little green-eyed monster coming up. But Brute, of course, is a type of champagne. So Brutal, it just made sense. So anyhow, I don't need to explain it for champagne or bubbly (laughs) lovers. (laughs) But anyways, I wanted to talk to you about FOMO because I'm not one who normally suffers from FOMO. However, you brought me to that place. Uh, When I was in Vegas? Yes. And it all started because I had gone to breakfast with my husband, and we were talking to the bartender there about Tom Hanks's drink. Right. Which the backstory to that, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of the trend, but whenever I order a champagne or a glass of red wine, I always order a separate Diet Coke. I do not blend them, but I have my bubbly or my red wine and I have a Diet Coke over ice. So we started talking to the bartender about Tom Hanks's cocaine or diet cocaine. And the concept is to take champagne and mix it with Diet Coke, like in one glass, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, I don't know about that. Like that's creeping me out just thinking about it. But right. when I thought about it, I saw a champagne flute, half Diet Coke, Half champagne. Yeah. I just couldn't get over even that image. So I was talking to you about it and you went and had one without me. And then you wouldn't tell me about the experience of. Right. Because you wanted to share it here on air with everybody else. Right. And so I was in Las Vegas for market for my store, which, you know, whole nother topic we'll get to another day. (laughs) about the beautiful things that are now in my store. But we took everyone out to dinner and there were eight of us, I think. And three of the girls that work with me, one's like, they're all about 25, 26 years old and darling girls. And I said, so I brought it up. I said, so have you, do you know about this Tom Hanks? And they laughed and they said, yes, they've never tried it. Bartender or the waiter came over and one of the girls ordered it. And the waiter didn't know what it was, but he went back and asked the bartender. The bartender knew exactly what it was. So she ordered a glass of champagne with a splash of Coke. And 
she let us all taste it because she was like, eh, eh. <laughs> so we all tasted it. When I tasted it, it was like, I can't even tell the difference. And so then we decided it was only because they put a splash of Coke. So then she added more Coke to the champagne. And it's like, oh, my God, this is a great drink. <laughs> you liked it? I loved it. Because I, you know, I think champagne is an acquired taste. I enjoy champagne now. But I didn't always love champagne because there's a bite to it that didn't always appeal to me. And it took me a long time to acquire the taste of champagne. Well, what the Coke does is it doesn't change the flavor of the champagne. What it does is it takes the bite away. And I compare it to a cup of coffee that you add cream to. You know, there's a certain bitterness to coffee, usually. But when you add that cream, it just kind of smooths out the bitterness of coffee. And so it's much more pleasing to my palate when I add cream to my coffee. And I have a really good friend who she adds salt to her coffee. And she said, same effect, less calories when you add salt to your coffee. It just smooths out the bitterness and it's pleasing to the palate. So champagne, that's what Coke does to champagne. It takes away, for lack of a better word, the bitterness of champagne and it makes it more pleasing to your palate. So yes, I loved it. Wow. And you've put a lot of thought into it. I mean, that's a lot of detail. You probably had to wait to tell me about it just so you could get all those words in there. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I kind of went on maybe too long about it, but- No, you I didn't. Just, you explained your experience beautifully. I just have to emphasize that it is definitely a great way to drink champagne. And orange juice, as you know, has the same effect. I like champagne and orange juice because it takes away the sweetness of orange juice. And then the orange juice takes away the bitterness of champagne. So this is the same concept. Champagne is taking away the sweetness of Coke and the Coke is taking away the bitterness of champagne. It's a great combination. Yeah, I think it's a great combination separately. Much like a root beer float or a Diet Coke float, I'll have vanilla ice cream and a Diet Coke, but not mixed together. That like freaks me out. And I'm so happy that you tried it. Now, the version of it that you tried, was it in a flute and half champagne, half Coke or Diet Coke, or was it over ice? No, it was in a flute and it was not half and half. It was like three quarters champagne a quarter Coke. And I think we went with Diet Coke. I don't think we used real Coke. Okay. Well, that's very interesting because not to be one-upped and feeling left out when I had my blow day Friday, I did go in and the bartender did make me a cocaine and he poured it over ice, which a... It freaked me out a little bit because I never like champagne over ice, but he did half Diet Coke over ice and then filled the rest up with champagne and I hated it. I thought it was horrible, mm. but well, I drink I them think... separately. It's so weird. It is the strangest thing. Right. And yeah, and I don't think you get the same impact when you drink them separately. It's like having two different drinks on the table. 
I might have to try it with just a flute and mm -hmm. mostly champagne in a spot. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it again because to me it tasted like medicine. Oh, see, that's so funny that that's what's what your experience was because it sounds like my experience was the exact opposite. Would you order it again? It wouldn't be my drink of choice, no. But as we were sitting there at the table then, and we were all very pleasantly surprised by how much we liked this drink, we did come up with other combinations that we have heard of, like adding pomegranate juice to champagne, adding cranberry juice to champagne, adding a liqueur like a Kahlua to champagne, none of which I tried that night. But I thought, okay, well, the concept is the same as cream and coffee or Coke and champagne. It just makes it more palate pleasing. I don't know if you saw it, but Eva made a drink with some, I think Italian soda is what she mixed it with. And she put that out on our social media and it looked wonderful. So then I started looking up different recipes for mimosas. And there are a ton, and you can mix them, as you said, with other liqueurs. You can mix them with ice cream. You can put cotton candy in it, which kind of sounds Ooh. good. Ew. To you, maybe. Not to me. Yeah. Well, the visual looks well, good, I'll say, yeah. but I don't know. Someone did tell me it was good, but yeah, I don't know. What about well, putting I, like pop rocks in it? Well, that's, <laughs> that seems redundant to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think we'll spend the next couple months exploring options and seeing if there's something that we come up with that we like as much as just a regular glass of champagne. Yeah, I think it's a fun challenge. And I know Eva's up to like trying it too and making these wonderful videos for us. So we're going to have to keep moving forward with that. But I do also want to tell you about something else that gave me FOMO. It was oh. brutal. It was okay. real. And I'm not over it yet. Okay. But you got to meet Lisa Vanderpump at Market. And I'm just going to say, I've tried to meet that woman before. <laughs> you have now met her. Christy has now met her. And I'm just wondering, when is my turn? And I'm not going to say that I met her. But one of the girls that was with me was very excited first to see her at a bar and then find out that she was going to be at market. And so we did we did hunt her down. And because she has a showroom at market and she was also shopping with I think an interior design friend of hers for things that she could have in her showroom or carry in, in her line. So she was busy um and and I can't say I went up to her and shook her hand and talked to her or anything like that. But we did seek her out and it did. Yes, and it doesn't matter. Like you saw her in person and she was probably there also shopping because she's a, a restaurant owner, restaurant, how do you mm -hmm. say, restauranteur. And so she was probably shopping for these wonderful items for all of her concepts because they're all so unique and on point. Right. Yeah. But isn't she just grace? Like when you see her walking, doesn't she just exude class she and does. taste? She does. 
She really yeah. does. Yeah. So I have to ask, I know you didn't like meet her for too long, but was she nice? Was she friendly? Like, um, tell okay. me about it. And, and Okay. And I can't say that I had that experience. I wasn't engaged enough to care. In fact, I think that the girls went- wasted opportunities, Suzanne. Yeah, wasted opportunity, but I was, wasted FOMO, Michelle. I was exactly. I was there for a different purpose, and she is not someone that I follow. She's not someone that I pay attention to, and so I didn't. The girls went and found her, and they came back and reported to me, and. One of the comments was she is very kind and very gracious and incredibly grounded, maybe is the word I want to use, but but I'm only going based on what they told me, not on my own experience, because frankly, <laughs> I, I just didn't care. Well, she's also very witty and she's very funny and listening to their descriptions plus my descriptions and her impeccable taste, she reminds me a lot of you. Oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, wow, what a great compliment. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. Okay. And mind you, my FOMO was very elevated when I wrote it, but can you tell me the two shows that she's most famous for? I mean, she's been on Dancing with the Stars, so I'm not including that, but the two no, shows I, on Bravo? I have no idea. Okay. Well, one is, or was, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry, I did know she was on a, one of The Real Housewives things, because the girls were talking about that too. So I did know that. I just don't watch that show. Okay. And the other one is actually named after her, and when it started... It was about servers working in one of her restaurants, and it's called Vanderpump Rules. And I'm addicted to both shows. I love both shows. And yeah, that would have been really cool to me to have met her. <laughs> well, and it's kind of like, okay, when you talk, you know, let's use that word meat loosely, because I don't want to give anyone the idea that I had conversations with her. It's like if I go back a few years, and I was at Las Vegas Market, and property brothers were there and I met the property brothers but did I really meet them no I had my picture taken with them and I moved on you know it's like meeting someone is like having a conversation and okay you know, why don't we just say meet and greet I was gonna say saw saw okay <laughs> well saw them many years ago I went to a Brooks and Dunn concert and the package we had included a meet and greet, which is basically you get mm -hmm. your picture taken with them. So, right. Yeah. You see them, you get your picture taken. Right. But yeah, let's go back real quick to the Real Housewives, because I'm guessing that you have never watched an episode in your life. I have not. Okay. Well, every season, each of the housewives gets their own tagline. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so something from like the season before that identifies who they are. And okay. I thought it would be really fun to come up with a tagline for you and a tagline <laughs> for me. Okay. Now this is all done in fun. You may hate the tagline that I came up with. I personally okay. love it. I think it's funny. <laughs> and the tagline for me, my husband came up with, but here's your tagline. Okay. 
In my life, I'm the queen bee. But if you try to hug me, I will sting you. I don't like being considered a queen bee. Yeah, I just had to think of something that stung. I could have said that you were like a scorpion. Yeah, well, no, that doesn't work either. But okay, well, let's hear your tagline. And Okay, and Rob came up with this. Okay. People think I'm reserved, but that's just my parking spot at Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I do like that one. I love that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you like the one that I, or I didn't create it, Rob, created for me, but I'm sad you don't like the one I... Well, I don't like, I don't like the thought, I mean, I don't like the thought of being a queen bee, but maybe I am a queen bee. Well, I meant it in the most loving and nice way. You're supposed to <laughs> laugh at yourself. It's not supposed to be something like serious, but something you can laugh I at. I do have a greeting card that I love that I consider it's about myself. I do have a lot of baggage. At least it's Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah. You could say that. Yeah, that yeah. would be a good tagline. But say yeah. it in like the voice. Like, I okay, I can't say it in the voice <laughs> like you do. I, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> well, we're just going to move on then. Yeah. Okay. But that was just something fun I thought I put out there. I'm sorry you didn't it like yours. Fun. And oh, I meant no, it no, no, no. in the nicest way. I'll come up with, I'll try to come up with like 10 taglines in before, in a couple episodes from now. I'll come up with taglines and we'll see which ones stick for okay. both of us. Okay. But I like yours. I like the one Rob came up with for you. Yeah, he's pretty clever. He was pretty proud of himself. He was coming up at first with like really nice ones. I'm like, well, they don't need to be nice. They have to be funny. They have to just be fun yeah. and something people would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So anyhow, well, we are about at that time where we are going to start wrapping up this week's episode. So do you want to plug our social media, Suzanne? No, go ahead. That's your department. You and Eva are doing a great job. So you go for it. Yeah, I'm having so much fun working with her. That girl is organized and she has great ideas. But yes, please follow us at Facebook or on Facebook, on Instagram. Both of those are Orange Juice Optional. Our website is orangejuiceoptional.com. And our email, if you want to send us a message directly, is orangejuiceoptional at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate it. And speaking of reviews, I think we're going to be doing a contest coming up. And I'm really excited to announce that because Suzanne's putting together the gift basket or the <laughs> gifts, <laughs> the gift yeah. we're going to be giving out. Yeah. And she's got really good taste. Well, and it'll probably all come from my store. It will. So promotion of store and good taste of Suzanne's like it's a total win-win situation. Okay. So to be eligible for this contest, there are three things you must do. When we make a post, tag three friends. The second thing you must do is follow the account. And the third thing you need to do is like the post. And if you do all those three things, enter you into the contest for this wonderful gift from Why Hello, Modern Home. Yay. Well, you don't sound so enthusiastic about it, Suzanne. I think I just killed your buzz with the line you didn't like. 
said, no, you didn't. I promise. I love the idea of the contest and we'll see where it goes. Okay. Well, wait until you see the graphic I came up with for your tagline. You'll love it. You will like that. I know you will because okay. it's really cool. Okay. Okay. Well, with all of that shared, there's just one thing left to do, and that's to give you something to sip on. So here we go. Okay. It's by Maya Angelou. And the quote is, do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. Cheers. Cheers.